How you doing? How you feeling? How you living? Thanks for joining me today. It's your girl, Akua, your host for Dem Coins Podcast, where we help millennials of faith gain clarity on what they truly value, manage and increase their income and crush their financial goals. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about some of my favorite job interview tips that have helped me. Enjoy. Well, I hope everyone had an amazing Thanksgiving before I dive right into the topic. Thanksgiving is certainly one of my favorite holidays, only rivaled by the next one, Christmas. Yes, Christmas is indeed my favorite holiday, but I hope you got to spend some time with some family, some loved ones. I know that can be difficult with, you know, Sister Rona out here. I hope you were able to get in some nice virtual turkey dinners via Zoom. Um, if not, and if you were fortunate enough to meet up in person with people, that you were practicing social distancing as much as possible. You know, this time of the year definitely reminds us about what is truly important. And this virus has certainly amplified what is important in our lives. Now we're going to hop right into today's topic, interview tips. Now with everything going on, with unemployment skyrocketing, um, many people are back on the interview trail. Now before we take a deep dive into the meat and potatoes, y'all, I got a rant deep in my bosom, okay, that I have to let out. Every year, some blog, some publication always comes out with articles discussing the most worthless degrees to have, right? The most useless college degrees to have. And without a shadow of a doubt, theater, fine arts, Performing arts always comes up on these lists. And I have had it, okay? I am tired. No, seriously, y'all, I am tired. Some of the most brilliant, disciplined people I know are other artists. And I may do a separate video or maybe like a quick Instagram post about all of the various things I learned as an artist that I still carry into my current job and just in life in general. Now, it doesn't just happen only with theater and fine arts degrees. It happens with marketing, communications, uh, digital arts. These types of degrees are deemed as less than or worthless. And don't get me wrong, right? Count your opportunity cost don't go into $200,000 in student loan debt in undergrad to get, you know, a communications or a fine arts degree, right? Like, let's use some common sense here. But there are some skills and life hacks that I personally believe I would not have um, acquired if I didn't specifically go in to attain a fine arts degree. And today I'm going to share with you a tip that I, I guess, sort of curated for myself as a result of my experience as an artist. 
So I wasn't necessarily told to do this in interviews or anything like that, but this is a tip that I sort of created on my own, sort of a system that I created on my own. So that is what this tip is called. It's called the chameleon effect. And if you hear other people talking about it, I coined it, okay? Now, the chameleon effect is essentially learning how to read a room and slightly pivoting and tailoring your presence and vibe to match the room, right? Via the word camouflage, right? And so how this relates to acting in general is the crux of acting is being very hyper aware, um, knowing your surroundings, knowing what's happening, and being keen on the different motivations for why people are saying and doing the things that they're doing in that scene that you're performing. So in acting, without going into too much detail, but in acting, when you're looking at a script, there are characters that camouflage and sort of blend in more into the current environment. And then you have your antagonist, right? The person that comes and messes stuff up. Because if there is no conflict, there is no drama, you don't have a story. And, you know, why are people watching? So essentially in a job interview, you don't want to be the antagonist, right? You want to be the person that blends in with the company culture. Read the room. Now, let me be clear. I am not asking you to change who you are. Many of us people of color are generally walking into spaces with people who do not look like us, right? I'm not asking you to completely morph and change into someone you're not. Again, with camouflage, you know, a chameleon is still a chameleon. It's still a reptile. It just slightly blends into its environment. It notices its environment and then it just slightly blends. I'm not asking you to change who you are. So I'm going to give you uh, two examples, right, of two different actors. So everybody knows Mr. Denzel, right? He is the golden star of acting. Denzel does not completely morph who he is as a person when he takes on a role. If your parents are playing, I don't know, training day in, you know, in the kitchen and, and you and the rest of the family are in, I don't know, outside, out back, and you hear Denzel's lines, you know that's Denzel. If you hear a Denzel movie, even without seeing him, you know that's Denzel. Even when he was playing Malcolm X and he did a fantastic job. But we still knew that was Denzel, right? The core of who he is as a person does not completely morph with his characters. And there is no doubt that he is an unapologetic black man in every scene and every role that he plays. Now, there are certain actors who are completely unrecognizable. You watch them in one role and then you see them in another and they are completely different people. People like um, like Daniel Day-Lewis, right? You see him in different movies and 
he's unrecognizable. Now that is, you know, one form of, you know, performance and acting. But what I'm asking you to do in the interview process is take on more of the Denzel energy. You're still you, you know what I'm saying? You still, you still that bad bit. No, I'm playing, but (laughs) you're still you, but you slightly pivot and camouflage to max to match the culture that you're greeted with at the door. And sometimes the culture is even clear from like the company website and all of that. And I know it can be a little hard to grasp culture because we can't physically go into most spaces anymore, but grasp the culture of the leaders then, right? When you're doing that Zoom call, what type of energy are they giving you? And find that energy within you to kind of just pivot a little bit to that, right? Are they a little more, you know, laid back with it? Then maybe you can be a little more laid back with it. Are they a bit more stern and a bit more executive? Do they cross all their T's and dot their I's? You see, every company is going to have their own culture and it would help you if you could just turn on that switch within you to then camouflage and match that culture. Again, don't change who you are, right? Remember Denzel, keep who you are. And I'm also not asking you to become a full-fledged actor, but just turn that slight switch on. It's a slight switch. You don't got to do a whole lot, okay? It can be the smallest things. Maybe if they're a company that uses their hands a lot when they talk, maybe just emulating that a little bit. And this is also bleeds a little bit into sales tactics, right? You don't want to mock people, but again, do a little bit of mirroring. Stay who you are. Stay who you are. Okay. Stay who you are. Don't get it twisted. And now we're going to go ahead and dive into some other good interview tips. Interview with real people. Okay. I know sometimes it can be a little silly. Sometimes when you're interviewing with your close friends or something like that, but it really helps to have a real life human being because that's who you're going to be interviewing with until the robots take over and do all our jobs. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But seriously, interview with a real live breathing human being, right? Um, Also, when you are interviewing, and this is also kind of a resume tip too, uh, especially if you have a highly analytical job, talk about your metrics and your numbers. So an example will would be, I created a marketing cam- campaign that increased sales by 15%. It's really helpful if you have those specific metrics that show, hey, this is how I am effective, this is how I add value, and this is how I produce real tangible results. And even if you don't have specific metrics, again, to stay solution-based. My company had this problem and this is how I helped bring about a solution with my team. Another useful tip is to highlight applicable job experience. This is why it's so important to really know that job description because they are chances are that they are interviewing multiple people for your position. So if you understand the job description and you can tailor your story, right? Tailor your work experience to then explain, oh, you need someone that does blah, blah, blah. Well, in the past I did blah, 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 blah. And that 
correlates with this job description and what you're looking for. You want to prove you're a good match and you also want them to be a good match for you. You know, uh, another interview tip is not to be um, scared to ask questions because you want to make sure that this is a good fit for you. But honestly, if you don't have any questions, then it's okay not to, you know, I have no further questions. That's okay too. Again, just make sure that you are tailoring your story. And personally, I recommend memorizing this very brief story about, you know, that, oh Lord, they kill me when you walk in an interview. So tell me about yourself. What they really want is that sort of general arc that led you to this point and then why you're, you know, kind of interested in the job. That all has to lead back to that job description. This character story, well, not character, you're, you're a person, but this story arc leads back to why I feel I'm a good fit for this job. You know, I've had X, Y, and Z experience. I've done this over here and I've done that over here. And, you know, I see that you're looking for a person that has done this and has done that. I've done that. Some of us have been working since we were 14, 15 years old. You know, if that that job experience does not align with the job description, don't mention it. If they ask you a specific question about that job experience after looking at it on your resume, because they usually ask for, you know, at least some I've seen at least 15 years, you know, of your work experience. Some only say the last five years, you know, whatever it is, obviously answer it accordingly. If it doesn't align with the current job, I say, you know, I either slightly mention it or don't even mention it at all. Personally, just my own take on it. That question, tell me about yourself, where you summarize your job experience and why you are the right fit should not be more than two minutes. So keep it brief. Now, this is more of a mindset tip and hopefully helps with your confidence. I've noticed for me that this has really helped into with my confidence during job interviews, walk in or, you know, with Zoom, virtually walk in, right? (laughs) Virtually walk into the interview with the mindset that getting or not getting this job does not define you. As I mentioned earlier, you're both trying to see if it's a good fit for the both of you. And in all relationships, but especially the relationship with a potential employer, you don't want to walk in with that thirst bucket energy, right? You know, everyone has that person that is constantly stalking them and breathing on them. And in all honesty, they're not that bad of a person. And you might actually even consider, you know, being friends or romantically involved with this person. But my God, their energy is just so thirsty, right? When you walk in with the mindset that this doesn't define me and it certainly won't make me or break me, I'm going to come in prepared and what is meant for me is meant for me. I'm going to show up early. I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to be dressed properly and I'm going to do what I can do on my part and the rest, I'll leave it up to the man upstairs, amen? And that does require quite a bit of trust in God. And that can certainly be challenging, especially when you got mouths to feed, you got a family to take care of, you got bills, you know, piled up to the ceiling. 
it is definitely challenging to rest in what you have prepared and then rest in God that what is meant for you is not going to pass you by. We know that all things, not some things, not 99.999% of things, all things work for the good of them that love the Lord for those that are called according to his purpose. That is my absolute favorite Bible verse as someone who is anxious a lot of the time it's a great reminder to just rest in that. You do what you can and then you leave the rest to the man upstairs. Now this next tip that I'm going to talk about is not my own. Okay, I'm giving credit where credit is due. The gentleman that came up with this interview tip, his name is Ramit Sethi. He is a thought leader um, when it comes to personal finance. And brother, if you're listening, I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name, but I'm claiming it. We will have you on this podcast, y'all. Mark it, mark it, okay? (laughs) But the method that he discusses in the interview process is called the briefcase method. And I'm also going to have a link in the description for the YouTube video where he talks about this method in a bit more detail. But the briefcase method is when you research a company as much as you can. I know you can't find everything. Not everything is online, but you find issues with the company that you can work on in the first 90 days, right? Or the first six months or whatever timeline you want to put on it. So I'm going to give a very direct example. So it's easy to see how this works. So let's say you are a website developer and you are interviewing for, you know, a job at a company. Before that interview, you look at their website and you outlined and you want to put it in a paper form so that it's something that they can take with them. Hence the whole briefcase thing, right? You pull it out of your briefcase, really snazzy moment. So you pull out this one page sort of printout and you say, I've noticed that your website, you know, is missing boom, boom, cat, cat, right? And I will update your website in this manner so that it's consistent with your overall branding within the first six months if I'm hired. So you have not only effectively done your research, but you have also come in and presented yourself as a problem solver. And this can be a real big game changer and set you apart from anyone else in the job field. Now, if you are obviously doing, you know, tele-interviews, right, through the internet, you can just present a PDF or a simple uh, PowerPoint presentation to, you know, display how you will add value within your first 30, 60, 90, you know, however many days you want to set that deadline for yourself. Now, another tip I I don't know what number I'm on, but another tip um, that I will suggest is to prepare a lot of those dreaded, frequently asked questions. Now, I'm going to spend a little time on some of them and give some examples. So the dreaded, why do you want to work for us, right? I think we've all seen those funny memes where it's like, I want to work for you because you hiring. Like, what type of dumb question is that? Um, I think we've all seen those memes. My favorite one 
is the one where the girl is looking like she's sitting in a job interview and she gets asked, you know, why do you want to work for us? And she just says, you know what, sir? Like, I haven't had my hair done in three months, please, right? <laughs> it Like, we've been there, right? We've all been there. But, and we all kiki and laugh, but a lot of people do this. So what do we say instead? Now, this is just, again, these are just my own personal opinions. You know, these are just things that I've seen success with. And so what you say maybe instead, again, involves research. So you want to make sure to highlight why this particular job makes sense, right? And that, that story arc, why this job makes sense as a next step for you. Another good thing to include in the, you know, why do you want to work for us is mentioning specifics about the company. So I'm just going to give an example, and this is not like a real example. I'm making it up. You'll see what I'm talking about. So let's say you are applying to be a design engineer at Dyson, and they ask you, you know, why do you want to work for us? And you may say something like, well, Dyson was the first company to create proprietary and patented work in the robo vacuum market before anyone else was. And that type of innovation is something that I want to be a part of. I don't know if that's true about Dyson. So don't, you know, it was just kind of the first vacuum company that came to my mind. But you want to pinpoint how this company is different from other companies in the field and why you want to be a part of that innovation. Or maybe the company has been around for a long time and has outlasted a lot of the ups and downs of the market. And so you want to be a part of the sustainability that is that company. So some other frequently asked questions, many of you know them. What are your strengths and your weaknesses? Make sure you have that prepared. And yes, make sure you mention a weakness because if you don't, you come off kind of arrogant and pompous and like you don't make any mistakes. And that doesn't come off. That's that's not a good look, <laughs> okay? Uh, also the name of time, right? Name a time when you had a challenge you had to overcome. They want to see that you are learning and that you're resilient and that you're a lifelong learner. So make sure you have those scenarios prepared. You know, name a time you had to give someone difficult news if you have managerial uh, responsibilities in the past. Just have that stuff prepared. It'll save you a whole lot of heartache and a whole lot of headache. So that's my final interview tip. I tried to pick some tips that were a bit more unorthodox from the standard, you know, dress business casual, come with your resume, make sure you show up on time type of uh, tips. These tips have been beneficial to me and I hope they help you as well. You know, job searching isn't always the funnest thing to do, but I pray you remain optimistic if in this season you find yourself out of a job or you're looking to transition to a different position or a completely different field. Um, some of the tips I offered, you know, were a bit more nuanced things like matching the vibe of the company. Again, this is not changing who you are. I'm not asking you to become an actor. 
right? Chameleon effect, right? Just slightly pivot. You're still a reptile, okay? And if you do find yourself in a position where you feel that you would have to completely morph who you are, and it's not a self-development thing where you're bettering yourself, but you have to change who you are as a person, then maybe that job just isn't a good fit for you. And that is good to know. Count it a blessing because it's good to know that before you accept a position and then in training, realize you absolutely hate this job and you cannot wait for the moment to get out of it. So when you are using the chameleon effect, remember Denzel. Just a slight pivot. So I hope these things helped. Um, Trust and believe that, you know, despite everything that's going on, companies are hiring and thriving and it's not just Amazon and Zoom. And I'd also be really interested to hear about anyone else's interview tips. You know, if I have any HR people watching, you want to come on the show? Okay, let me know. Remember to stay optimistic and positive in these interviewing streets. Remember, these jobs do not define us. And if you enjoyed this episode, a little treat for me. You know, anytime you hear someone talking some smack about artists, you know, give them a nice little slap slap for me, right? Anytime someone talks about this degree is useless, that degree is useless. Who are you to tell someone else what is useful and beneficial for their lives? Give them a little slap slap for me. And that pretty much wraps up today's episode. Thank you for joining me. I hope you got some new insights or maybe you just got some confirmation on a couple of things. Let your girl know. Feel free to email me at demcoins, the number one, at gmail.com. Also, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram by the same name. If you have any good topics, cool new strategies, let me know. And while you're at it, feel free to write an awesome five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about me, okay? (laughs) I am so excited for all of us on this journey. And until next time, stay encouraged.